This is episode number 81 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannard. Welcome to the Fearless Presentations podcast. I'm Doug Stannard, CEO of the Leaders Institute and Fearless Presentations. And this is the podcast that helps people just like you become confident and poised presenters and speakers. This is podcast number 81. And on this episode, we're going to show you how to memorize your speech more quickly and really deliver it with, with more confidence. One of the things that a lot of people will have challenges with, and it really depends a lot on how you design your presentation as to what type of memorization technique that you might use. Uh, by the way, the podcast is brought to you by fearlesspresentations.com. Hey, one of the things that that I've kind of talked about on some of the last few sessions, or, or at least in the last eight sessions or so, has been the online version of the Fearless Presentations class. Um, one of the one of the things that's really beneficial about that is that it's it's a really cool way. It's a really easy way to start becoming a more confident presenter because you can kind of do it on your own time. You can do it in a real step by step fashion. You can take your time. And so there is a lot of advantages to, to doing that. And sometimes what will happen is folks will kind of say, well, I'm not sure if I want to go to the public speaking class, the in-person class, uh, or whether I want to start with the online session or just listen to the podcast. Well, I mean, all of those things are good, by the way. There, there are advantages to each one of those things. Obviously, the podcast is fantastic because you're getting new information every single week. So you can kind of continue to grow with that. Um, the the online version of the class, though, the real benefit of that is it takes the entire process of designing presentations and delivering them with more passion and 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 more confidence and more poise. It, it breaks it down into a step-by-step process. So if you go through each one of those steps, by the time you finish, you're going to be a much more poised and, and confident presenter. Um, a lot of times, though, what will happen, those folks will kind of get the online version of the course and they'll say, man, that's great. I have the information, but I really want a chance to practice. I really want to go practice. And and I wish I'd have done the the in-person public speaking class. Well, one of the things that we do is that when you, if you happen to purchase the online version of the class, since that online version of the class is actually a part of the two-day public speaking class. That's one of the things that we we give people for free. It's part of the, the tuition. If you end up purchasing the online version of the class first and you want to take the, the in-person class later, we just discount the uh, the in-person tuition by the amount of that that um, that purchase the what you paid for the for the online course and so you really don't have to make that determination and so a lot of times what folks will do is kind of start with the online course get that under their belt and then start on the public speaking class of the fearless presentations two-day class and they're just so much more advanced when they when they go to the the um, coaching sessions at, at that point so it is really advantageous to do that so i'm going to give you a little secret though if you're if you've wanted to if you have in the past wanted to take the class or get the the online version we're going to give you a code if you just go if you're purchasing the the online version of the class uh, in the next two weeks. If you put in the code podcast at the purchase, you'll actually you'll actually get a two hundred dollar discount. Now we're not discounting 
the two-day public speaking class, you know, but we're discounting just the online version. But, you know, if you did purchase the online version, you still get that credit. Uh, so you get the full credit of the online course for the um, if you end up going to the public speaking class. So if you want to say, save a couple hundred bucks on the in-person class, it's a good way to do it is to start with the online version of the class. Anyway, so just a little tip there. So let's get on with today's podcast. Hey, so the title of this session is if you're in a hurry, here's how to memorize your entire speech in, in less than 60 minutes. So if you're looking for a quick and easy way to memorize your entire presentation quickly, well, the solution to how to memorize a speech in minutes will, will likely actually surprise you. Um, in in this podcast, we're going to cover a few important points that will help you. But but first, let me kind of cover a few big mistakes that people make when they're designing their presentation that make memorizing the presentation much, much, much more difficult. So if you are doing any of these things and you're trying to memorize your speech, it's going to make the memorization of your speech much, much harder. So, uh, by the way, these these tips are, are fantastic. They they really, really work. So um, and and the um, the 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 tips that we're going to give you later on about how to memorize the speech are are some really, really helpful ways. But if you wait until the last part of the podcast, I'm going to share with you some tips that will make it to where you never have to memorize anything. When you deliver a presentation, it's, it's the technique that we use in the fearless presentations class. So basically, it's it's three parts to this podcast. First part, mistakes that you want to avoid so you don't have trouble memorizing. Step two or part two is going to be some tips that you can use to memorize your speech if you really, really want to memorize a speech. And then part three is going to be a way to design your speech so you don't have to memorize anything. So let's talk about the big, big mistakes that people make first. So the the one of the biggest mistakes that people make that cause them to have to have trouble when they're memorizing is starting their presentation design anyway with the visual aids. They're, they start with the PowerPoint slideshow or whatever it is that they're using as their visual, visual aid. So many presenters, um, if they're if they're starting with that PowerPoint slideshow or some other visual aid, when you do this, you're likely to end up with just a long list of bullet points. Because, you know, the speaker, you know, when we're preparing to deliver that speech, then, then you know, basically what we're doing is when we're writing out the, the slides or creating the slides, we're saying, OK, what do I know about this topic or what do I know about this this content? And they just start making point after point after point. And then when you get to the point that you're actually trying to put words to that slideshow, it becomes more difficult because then you have to remember a bunch of stuff about each one of those bullet points. So it's it's a very challenging way to, to do that. Um, so one of the things that we encourage people to do in, in our fearless presentations class is to start with an outline. If you start by designing an outline first, and then once you figure out what you want to say, then you determine what visual aid you want. It actually works a whole lot better. Uh, so the second mistake that people will make is that they, they start out by writing a presentation word for word. So even if they have not made the mistake of designing their their slideshow first or their visual aid first, a lot of times what folks will do is they'll just kind of start writing hand out by hand everything that they want to say. And you know, a lot of times we're, we're pre presenters actually see their speech as being like a play that they're trying to memorize. So we, we think that we have to kind of create the script first. And if you think about the logical next step, though, you can quickly see the challenges because after the script is written, 
you really only have two choices. You know, choice number one is just you just read the entire speech and that's going to be very boring. I don't care how good of a presenter you are. That's going to be pretty boring. Or option two is to memorize the entire speech. And that adds an extreme level of complexity to the to the delivery. And, and it really doesn't fix the initial problem of the speech being boring. So it basically either with either route or either solution that you come up with, it's you're you're going to have a bunch of challenges. So to fix this, you basically, just like what I mentioned before, just create a simple outline instead of writing your presentation word for word, and it'll make it a whole lot easier. And then the last uh, challenge that people have or the last mistake that people make that makes memorizing a speech much more difficult is what we call data dumping. And this is really the hardest to overcome. Uh, the reason why is because if we give too much information in sh- too short of a period of time, it's 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 going to be very challenging for us as the presenter. It's also going to be very challenging for the audience. So when we design presentations, we often think that in order to present well, we have to tell the audience everything that we know about the topic all at once. In reality, though, a few points that you cover really, really well will, will always be better received than a bunch of bullet points that are that are delivered in kind of a cursory fashion. So we suggest that you limit your main points to about five bullet points in a anywhere from a 30 minute to hour long speech. And you're, you're going to be doing pretty well. Um, by the way, if you feel like you're making one or more of these mistakes, then when you design your presentation, make sure and listen to podcast number three which is how to design your presentations quickly. And and we also have an an online presentation course that will walk you step-by-step through the process to create that. So if you go to fearlesspresentations.com, hit the online course button, it'll take you to that. Or if you go to podcast number three, it'll take you through that step-by-step process. Either of those is is a good choice if you're making any of those mistakes. So, okay. So with that being said, Let's talk about if we, we are not making those mistakes, if we have a pretty good outline designed, if we've got our if we've got a, a presentation that that we like the way it sounds and we feel comfortable presenting it, but we just want to memorize the, the content a little bit easier. I'll give you a few techniques that you can use. These are what I call memory hacks, you know, so you're you're kind of hacking your brain to memorize some of this stuff. So the first one, the first technique, which has been around for thousands of years and for some reason it's kind of lost in, in modern society. It's a technique called the stacking memory technique. And basically all you're doing is you're assigning a mental picture for each one of the bullet points that you write down. So once you kind of create that outline, your mind likes to think in pictures. So it, it, and in fact, the, the human brain is this fantastic hard drive that stores vast amounts of information. However, you know, most of us don't really understand how, how to efficiently use this fantastic organ effectively. So all you really need to know to improve your memory dramatically and really in just a couple of minutes is that your mind likes to think in pictures. So when presenters a lot of times we make the mistake of writing out our speeches word for word, like I mentioned before, and that the the next and the next thing that they'll do is they'll try to memorize the presentation word for word. And if you look at all those words on the paper, it, it's just it gets overwhelming. You, but our minds don't remember that way. Our our minds don't remember things word for word. We remember images. We remember instances. We remember incidents. We remember stories and stuff like that. So if you're, if you want to memorize a list of items, then it's a whole lot easier to create an image for that item and then connect those items with some type of, of, of mental, um, of, of action, some type of, some type of, of action that goes from one picture to the next. So 
So uh, let me give an example here. So let's say I've got a presentation. And by the way, if you want more details about this, make sure and go to the show notes. The show notes have the outline plus the memory technique that I'm using for each one of these things. But it, it should be fairly easy for you to kind of pick this up even on the on the podcast. So if let's say the, the presentation, uh, my, my, the topic that I'm covering is I'm going to I'm going to to um, deliver a presentation about our plan to increase profit next quarter. And basically, there's three things that we're going to do in this plan. So the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to cut costs by buying materials in bulk. The second thing that we're going to do to um, increase that profit is to decrease rework by improving communication with our customers. And then step three is we're going to reach out to our existing satisfied customers for additional orders. So that's the three-step process that I'm going to cover in my presentation. And by the way, I could deliver a presentation that's anywhere from 10 minutes to maybe 25, 30 minutes or so just on those three bullet points using the technique that we that we talked about earlier. But if I just want to remember those those initial key concepts, all I have to do is create a mental image for each one of those bullet points. So so the first bullet point, it's it's the first bullet point is I wanted to cut costs by buying materials in bulk. So I need an image that will help me help me remember that. So I like, for instance, I could create an image in my head of a price tag being cut with a pair of scissors because we're going to cut costs. Right. Um, for the second point, uh, it's decreased rework by improving communication with our customers. So an image that I could use for that would I, I could picture a golfer who slices a shot and then secretly pulls a ball out of his pocket and drops it on the fairway. So that would be that's representing the rework. Right. Um, is a, the the mulligan basically that this golfer is doing will help me remember that you know, we want to reduce the rework. You only get a few mulligans in a in a golf game, so um, and so you want to reduce that rework. And then the third point: reach out to our existing satisfied customers for additional orders. Um, a, a picture I can use there I, would be: uh, let's say I've got one of my employees with her arms stretching like twenty feet to shake hands with a customer because she's reaching out to to uh, work with that customer. So that will help me remember to to uh, kind of speak about reaching out to our happy customers. So so basically I've got those three images. So it, it, to improve the chance of memorizing each item, I just need to add some type of action going from one image to the next. So for instance, I'll start with the giant scissors cutting the price tag. So that by by cutting the the price tag, that action will make it a little bit easier for for me to remember that. Um, now, the, the pieces of the price tag, since it's cut right in half, the pieces of the price tag could just fall on either side of the golfer in mid swing. That's causing him to, to slice. And and so when that when that shot goes off course, that disgruntled golfer looks around, <laughs> reaches into his pocket, drops the ball and uh, right in the same spot that the previous ball had laid. So so as he swings a second time. That ball slices around one of our employees and she's got those super stretchy arms that are going over 20 feet and 25 feet. So um, so with her right hand, she's reaching out to shake hands with that happy customer. So by putting that image, those images together with some type of action, it makes it a whole lot easier to to remember those three bullet points. So I don't really have to use a lot of notes in order to to um, remember the, those concepts. So this technique works even if you have to deliver a large number of bullet points, you just add a new image for each one of the, the bullets. Um, a lot of times what we'll do in our in our either our leadership classes or public speaking classes or team building events, a lot of times we'll actually use this technique 
as a way to help people memorize like 10, 15, sometimes 20 different items. And it always, always, it always shocks people because it it doesn't really matter how many items you put in there. As long as they're connected with that, that the, the action from one picture to the next, you can remember a a lot of different, a lot of different items in a, in a list if you kind of do it that way. So um, the, the next type of memory technique that you can use is what I call um, you. Well, it's what's known as the memory palace or the room technique. So, if you've ever seen a professional keynote speaker come on stage and just deliver an entire hour-long presentation without using any notes, then then he or she is probably using the palace technique or the room technique. This technique is it's, it's similar to the stacking technique, but instead of memorizing the images in a sequential order with actions connecting them, the images are placed within a location that you know extremely well. So you, you just it's it's just like the stacking technique but or in it just like the stacking technique you're going to create an image for each one of the bullet points. It's just you're going to memorize them in a in a slightly different way. So once you have those images, you're going to pick a location that you can easily remember in great detail. So it could be your home, it could be your office, it could be your meet, the meeting room that you're presenting in, it could be the banquet hall that you're presenting in, it could be whatever. It doesn't really matter as long as you know that that place really well. You can use that technique. So you create a logical route based on the rooms or the objects that you see first. So, for example, if I were going to use my own house, when I open the front door of my home, you know, the the first room that I enter is going to be the the um, the the main living room, the main area. And so whatever item that I want to remember first or whatever my first bullet point is, I would put it in that first room that I would see. Um, So. Uh, so, so basically, um, if I were going to use this in my own in my own home, when I that that formal living room, that's the first thing I see when I walk in into my the door of my house. The the most notable thing in that room is just the big sofa. It's the sofa that nobody ever sits on except for the dog, you know, <laughs> unless we have company coming over or something, you know. But um, but so whatever it is that I want to remember, I can put it right there in that in that sofa. So the the when. Um, when for the for the second bullet, you know, uh, the as I'm kind of walking through my house, the second thing that I will see is I'm going to um, my my wife's office is um, just on the inside. It's to the right as, as I kind of go down the hallway. And um, and so the second item might be sitting on top of her desk. The third room that I go into is our, it's our den. It's our it's our living area. It's where the big TV is and all that kind of stuff. So if anytime we're watching a movie with the kids or something like that, that's that's kind of where we gather. And so um, it might the item that I use there might be on the coffee table or on the sofa in that room. And then the the um, the the fourth room is going to be my kitchen. You know, that's the next place. So if I have a fourth bullet point, I could put it up on the island in my kitchen. You know, so I mean, basically, I can kind of keep going through all of the different rooms in my house, uh, and and as long as it, as long as I'm using it in in the sequential order that I would walk through the house, then it's very easy for me to to kind of put the the items in the different places. So. So basically, if um, so, if I were going to do that same technique or that same presentation that I talked about before, the the first um, the first picture would be the the scissors cutting the um, the price tag, and that would be on the sofa in my formal living area. And 
the uh, golfer would be on top of the on top of my wife's desk taking a swing and, and slicing. The third one would be on the the coffee table. That would be the 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 employee kind of stretching out of the the um, the, um, uh, the, uh, the the employee's arms would be stretching out across the room in order to get to to the 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 uh, customer. So I mean, basically, it's it's real easy to kind of take it as long as you can create your concepts in in an image format. It makes it a whole lot easier for you to memorize this stuff, and it works. It really, really works. I know it sounds kind of weird. If you've never tried this before, but I guarantee you that most professional speakers, they don't memorize every single word of every single presentation. Most of the time they're creating the concepts They're memorizing the concepts and they're creating images for those. So once and by the way, so official a few um, additional things that you could do. The reason why a lot of motivational speakers will like to use this this um, this palace technique is because you can use it in in a more exaggerated way to help you remember more content in that presentation. So once you have the outline memorized, you can add additional images to represent additional content. For instance, if you go back to that first point about ordering in bulk or ordering all at once versus ordering a bunch of, of um, items separately, let's say that, that you wanna tell a story about how last week we ordered three separate supplies on three different orders and paid shipping those shipping fees three times for each one, a shipping fee for each one of those deliveries. And, and you want to point out that if we had prepared the orders all at once, we would have saved money on shipping. Um, so if, if that's the story that you want to tell, then a good image that might help jog your memory is, um, is maybe three sailing ships, right? This represents the three separate shipments. So, so basically we got that price tag setting on the, the, um, the, the sofa as you walk into the, that first room and it's got three cushions, right? So on one cushion, you might have the three sailing ships. So in addition to, to the that story that you want to tell, let's say that you want to underscore this opportunity by ending with an analogy. So for instance, let's say you're going to, um, you, you um, let's say you use an analogy that if you were going to fly to three different cities where clients are located, and you only spend a single day with each, you'll save a lot of money and time by organizing the trips in a single week, right? Then if you do three separate trips, one week at a time, you know, in three separate weeks, right? That's going to cost a whole lot more if you do it that way. So the the, the additional fees for airline tickets, the additional fees for uh, for the time that you're going to spend at, at airports and all that kind of stuff, it, it's going to take you at least six days, by the way, to to do all those trips at once. Whereas you could, might be able to do it in three or four days if we if we did them back to back. So let's just say you use that as an analogy or that as an example, and you want to add that in as proof as well. So so um, the so basically, you just create an image for that as well. You put that image on the the middle cushion. So I mean, the neat thing about this is that. Every time you come up with a with a new item that you want to cover, you just add another picture to the the pictures that you've kind of already created, and it makes it to where you can create an elaborate story with your images that helps you remember every single thing that you're going to cover. Now, the neat thing about this, and one of the reasons I love the the palace technique, and and I use it a lot when I'm doing my keynote speeches, is that you can. You can use this as much or as little as you want. So if you actually get up on stage or if you're delivering a presentation and let's just say that you totally blank out and you forget some of those pictures, 
it's not really that big of a deal because it's not like if you have 150 bullet points on your presentation and you forget one of those bullet points, everybody's going to know now. You're going to go, oh, man, I read that bullet point. I don't remember what I was going to say about that bullet point. There's no way you can cover that. Whereas if you've just got your, your main concepts, your three main bullet points, and you're going to have two, three, four pieces of evidence for each one of those, and you forget one of those pieces of evidence or even two, so what? I mean, you still got you still got stuff to kind of pull from and, and the items, the images that you've created will really, really help. So so um, and by the way, so basically those two techniques are, are very helpful, either the stacking technique or the the palace technique or the room technique. Both of those can be used very effectively. And we teach both of those in the fearless presentations class. If you want details about how to do that in person and really see the value of doing this, then uh, come to one of our fearless presentations classes. But just so you know, in the even though we teach both of those memory techniques in our fearless presentations class, you no one you really don't have to use them <laughs> if you t- if you kind of design your presentations the way that we show you how to do in the fearless presentations class. You'll never have to use either of those techniques. The reason why is because well the concepts that we kind of teach in fearless presentations is we teach people how to design their their presentation effectively just using a few concepts, three bullet points, four bullet points, five bullet points for each sitting, you know, meaning that if you're going to be speaking for an hour, you might be, you might have five bullet points and you might spend whatever that is, you know, uh, 10 minutes on each one of those maybe. And if you're, if you've got a three, if you, if you're speaking for 30 minutes, you might do three points and spend 10 minutes on each one of those. The neat thing about that is that, is that the, the, um, when, when you're delivering that presentation, you're most likely going to have your visual aid that will have your three points or your four points or your five points on it. And you're going to use that as your main visual aid. And so you really don't have to remember a whole lot of concepts because you're for each every time you read that bullet point, it's de, it's designed in such a way that it's easy for you to come up with evidence. It's easy for you to come up with examples and stories related to that bullet point. It's real easy to do this. Even if you forget everything that you're going to say, a lot of times you can actually come up with stuff spontaneously that's of value to the to the people that are in your presentation. So it's a it's a much, 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 much better way to kind of deliver your presentations than what most people do. It's more spontaneous. It's more interesting. takes all the pressure off of you as a or at least a lot of the pressure off of you as the presenter. And it reduces your public speaking fear dramatically. And that's why a lot of people will come back to our classes over and over and over again and, and get practice at this. So if you if you really want to get good at delivering presentations, not have to memorize a bunch of stuff, make sure and, and look up uh, fearlesspresentations.com. Look at the seminar schedule and we'll look forward to having you in our next Fearless Presentations class. So thanks a lot for being a part of the Fearless Presentations podcast. If you want more details about these these uh, memory techniques and how to actually use them, make sure and go to the show notes. There'll be a link to it in uh, the show. The, there'll be a link to our website anyway on the show notes in if you're looking at this on iTunes or any of the other uh, podcast platforms, or you can just go to fearlesspresentations.com, search for the name, and you'll be able to find it fairly quickly. So we'll see you next week on the Fearless Presentations podcast. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.